Boom. I want to welcome our listeners to Zed's Not Dead podcast. It's a podcast for Gen Z by Gen Z. So what we're going to do in this podcast, we're going to talk about entrepreneurship in the modern age. We're going to talk about financial responsibility, home ec classes and practical skills that I think young kids could use. And on top of that, I want to talk about the art of living because I think endlessly endlessly chasing a paycheck is ultimately not a lot of fun. We need to enjoy ourselves, right, Maxwell? Absolutely. All right, so I want to go ahead and introduce my guest today. I have someone who is a bi-coastal photographer, much like myself. He uh, operates in both New York City, Los Angeles. He's done stuff in the mountains of Nepal as well. Uh And on top of that, he also takes amazing uh, landscape and portrait photographer photos in the Pacific Northwest, Oregon State. Yeah. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, my guest is Mr. Maxwell Pixwell. <laughs> What's up, man? How you doing? Hey, I'm doing fantastic, man. What about you? Doing fucking great, dude. Hell Got yeah. wine. Oh, yeah. Uh, courtesy of Maxwell, by the way, he brought me a nice bottle of red wine. We're drinking it out of uh, mason jars for the people that can't see the video, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Right. Uh, honestly, I mean, I feel like wine should be enjoyed out of a mason jar. Yeah, because I think at that point we're getting rustic enough. Um, I'm gonna put down my phone in a second. Yeah. For the uh, what was I gonna say for the listeners? What I'm doing right now is I'm setting up my Instagram to go live, and it's gonna focus on other Maxwell and other Maxwells. What was I gonna say? Oh, should, oh, we, should oh, we do each other? I can do it. I can do it back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I don't mind. we can do that. Yeah. Actually, yeah. no, that's good for now. Um, what was I gonna say? Live. Podcast. <laughs> podcast 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 ah, looking at those cameras <laughs> um what was i gonna say maxwell so i did want to say really quick there's a lot of people out there like i said i'm part of the older part of gen z born in 1996 there's a lot of kids within that generation like we obviously meet them at the photo uh sort of meetups yep what they really want to do is they want to be their own boss i totally relate to them how would you uh how would you recommend doing that at work because you you're pretty good with like oh. the freelancing working on sets Maxwell has had it made. He's got a lot going on. <laughs> you could even talk about. Uh, you you wanted to mention uh, what show are you working on right now? I'm working on a, a TV show called The Hunt. Yes, uh, it's going to be on Amazon. It's uh, Jordan Peele's new show. He's not directing it. He's uh, executive producing it. Um, and uh, Al Pacino is going to be the main star. Uh, it's got a lot of really really great cast. Uh, a lot of up and coming actors. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I I was there through the entire pilot. I'm not quite sure if I'm going to be there for the whole show because it's a 10-month show. Right. People don't really realize how long a show takes to actually make. I mean, 12 episodes is a lot. That's at least, like, eight months worth of time. Yeah, this is true. Um, what was I going to say? Well, some people uh, go after the long contracts. For example, I just uh, had my contract end at JFK 13. It's a photo studio that shoots product photography That's for cool. both. Yeah, um, it does Amazon's website and Zappos as well. So it's for uh, product photography for clothes. So through those skills, I've learned to sort of translate that into me selling stuff on like Depop and Poshmark. Uh, yeah. So currently, that's been sort of one way to keep myself afloat after uh, you know contract end. So wh- uh, what was I going to say? What would you say to anyone in Gen Z like that is just getting into the working force for creative stuff like working on film, like you're saying, else photography? Do yeah. you have any uh, recommendations for them if they're like on a contract and then it runs out? Oh, um, well, to be honest, understand that like your social capital is everything. Mm -hmm. 
Totally. So if you get on a job, make sure day one, day two, at least within the first week, you make a couple of friends. Yes. Not only friends that you're on the same level as, but like your bosses as well. Yes. Because um, they're the ones that if your contract does expire, they're the ones who help put you on your next job. Um, especially friends. I mean, I currently work in the film industry, like you mentioned, and uh, I started out actually being in the office. And because of my hard work there, it kind of just translated from job to job. And then it's actually a really hard transition. I'm sure anybody in the film industry will know. If you get trained in one position and you want to switch to another one, but in the same company, mm-hmm. it's hard because everybody knows you as doing really great in that one job. Do you think they you don't want to take a chance on you on that other one? Right. I was going to say, so do you end up becoming, uh, it's not like typecasting yourself, but you're locking yourself no, into a role. No, typecasting is yeah. perfect. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, you're a great office PA. Yeah. No, right. you should definitely stay there. No, I want to go to set. Yeah, but people on set are stupid. Yeah, and you're so good at what you do. Why exactly. wouldn't you? Why, why that, would yeah. you switch? Yeah. Um, but actually, yeah, I, my first job was on Shades of Blue, and uh I worked there for three days. I was a must hire, which means that mm-hmm. uh, excuse me, my direct boss couldn't fire me for at least for the first three days. Wait, because you were um, a direct hire? Because I was a direct hire, yeah. That's I, how that uh, works? I made friends with the assistant director who was like, yeah, no, like we're going to put him on for three days and see how he goes. Um, Got to make sure you're in focus. And uh, <laughs> I, worked, <laughs> I worked for three days, Wednesday to Friday, uh, the first three days of, I guess, episode uh, two or three of Shades of Blue. Yeah. Uh, with J-Lo and, uh, and Ray Liotta. By the way, his eyes are so blue. Wait, Ray, Ray, Ray Liotta, Liotta from uh, Don't Tell Me, Mobster Movie, yeah. Martin Scorsese, Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Dude, yeah. isn't he also in uh, GTA, uh, I want to say Vice City? Yeah. Yes, he is. See, voice acting is interesting. Voice acting is going completely off topic. Voice acting, not completely no. Continue with that, yeah. but like that—that's what I mean. Voice, it can translate. Yeah. Voice acting is incredible. I yeah. actually, when I lived in LA, I worked for a casting uh, casting agency, and where I was taking some classes, literally right above us, they were shooting uh, Angry Orange. What? Yeah. So that little like YouTube channel, not little. It got actually. Oh, Angry Orange. Yeah, yeah. Angry Orange. That's what it is. Uh, or wait, Annoying Orange? Annoying Orange. That's yeah. what it is. Is, yeah. that, is that where they paste like that realistic they mouth over? They paste the mouth <laughs> over a regular orange. Yeah. Yeah. And then have it talk and be super annoying. Um, I didn't really get into it at the right, time because yeah. it just it seems very annoying yeah. and very kind of childish and very crude. Um, but uh, I was mentioning this to my girlfriend the other day that like I was there when they were shooting that and she was like, that's such a tremendous experience. And I think... Me being a millennial, mm-hmm. um, I passed the point of that being very interesting to me. Mm. But I think maybe you can attest to this. But was Gen Z really about that or- that annoying orange? Um, it was, but actually, I'm glad you asked that because that's like I think that whole era became uh, sort of it became very influential to young children on YouTube. So like a perfect example was the Angry Orange, but also uh, what was I going to say? So when like now but when PewDiePie first came out i thought he was annoying as fuck i was just like what is this yep. guy doing and now i'm like oh this guy's it's weird i don't know how that happened but well PewDiePie is interesting <laughs> Fre- because PewDiePie does his own thing like he does he's he's Certainly gotten does. successful enough that he kind of doesn't really have to care about the rules he's gotten in trouble a bunch of times because of yes. it yeah um and yet he still survives well it's because like what was i gonna say 
My friend Lauren just said uh, Fred also was an annoying YouTuber. Yeah, yeah perfect example. I yes. I hated Fred. Uh, I did too, and he got two Netflix movies, right? I yeah, my man. He he cashed in and he made his money. But yeah, yeah. Uh, once again, as a millennial, when it finally got to the point of yeah. like annoying Orange and Fred, I was like, no, get, get this. Yeah, I was really about the Adam. Uh, Andy Samberg era of yeah. SNL. Yeah. Because that's what really brought YouTube on the scene. Bill Hader was amazing in those. Yeah. 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 Perfectly. And also Chris Parnell. Yes. Yeah. Lazy Sunday. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's classic. Yeah. Um, I mean, just the fact that Chris Parnell from SNL has been able to transition to all these other things and be an archer and. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. And be Jerry in uh, Rick and Morty. Big yeah. shout out to him. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. I don't, podcast I'm listeners gonna, i'm gonna exit that maxwell's turning down his girlfriend and no yeah <laughs> she can watch me on stream I'm hell like, yeah one sec i'm just gonna make sure we're recording some business right now oh yeah maxwell i was watching the incredibles the other day which one one or two one because it's way better and as oh i mean yeah it's we, we can debate that we'll talk about it yeah okay after i check this but i want you to go into monologue and then he started monologuing his <laughs> headphones all right cool so we're gonna talk about the incredibles so, which one do you like better, Maxwell? Honest, I mean, the first one's classic. Yes. I don't know if they took five years. To t- I feel like it was a decade. Yeah. I think it was a long time um, between movies, and the first one's iconic. But the second one, the fact that they brought it back and it was still a success, yes, I'm very happy like about Because after a full decade, they definitely could have, like, messed the whole thing up. Um, I like that you're cranking open a beer right now. It's a good oh, idea. Yeah. Uh, if you mind cranking open one for me as well. I have... Um, that was the plan all along. All right. Well, I got this for... Uh, it's going to make terrible uh, noises on camera. <laughs> but, uh, uh, for the listeners, for the listeners. other Maxwell is cracking open a beer. And I, I just want to say it feels very unnatural calling other people Maxwell. Like, Maxwell yeah. was saying, yeah. We were, uh, we were talking about this when I came in. And do you go by Maxwell or you go by Max? I go by Max. Usually. Yeah. So do I do. And so do I. And um, podcast cheers. listeners, cheers to you and the live streamers. <laughs> Back to Incredibles. I'm just going to move that. Yeah. So tell, uh, tell me, Maxwell, if you will. What do you like about the Incredibles? Because I love a lot of stuff about the Incredibles. So I'm yeah. Just curious, no, yeah. The, the Incredibles. The Incredibles was great. Because not only did every character have, I mean, they were not unique powers. Right. They're all like super strength, invisibility, super speed, elasticity. Those are all things we've already heard of. Yes. However, they were able to craft them in a way that you didn't think about the people who made those popular. You didn't think about Superman. You didn't think about uh, what Plastic Man. You didn't think about the Flash. You were able to look at those characters and have, see them have their own powers, and just visualize them as themselves. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. And I felt like something I saw in what was it? You ever watch YouTube like analysis of movies, like a, a review almost? Sometimes, yeah. There was a. I mean, re- I watched like how it should have ended. If yeah, that those, counts. Th- those are good. Um, I saw one for uh, what was it? Oh, I saw one for The Incredibles where. I, I really like this about the first movie. They're like, everyone had some kind of clear motive. Like, so, uh, for instance, uh, Violet was dealing with being like an awkward teenager. Uh, Dash was just like a guy who was like, he's almost like a meathead, but like in a good way. Yeah, no. Did you know the actor? It's a young meathead. 
Yes. Did you know, listeners and um, uh, Maxwell, did you know that, um, what's his face, the guy who plays Dash in The Incredibles is also in a band called Charlie Bliss? I did not know that. Yeah, I've seen them twice. I saw them once in Seattle at the Vera Project. I saw them with Pup, the band. I don't know if anyone's ever heard of them. P.U.P. No. They're really fucking good. Um, you know about that whole underground scene. Pretty much, I'm like, yep. See, like anybody from the underground who makes it to the surface, I'll hear about you two years after you made it to the surface. Like I That am happens to me, too. Drinking break got brought to you by alcoholics. Yes, brought to you by alcoholics. Did you know... That Famosa is imported from Guadalajara. Is that the beer that we're drinking right now? Yeah. It's got a it's got a giant black and gold cock on it. <laughs> yeah, giant black and gold cock on it. AKA a rooster, but you know. Pretty much, yeah. It's uh more important to call it a cock. Of course. You always yeah. gotta call it a cock. Yeah. Speaking of cocks, can I ask you a question about social media? <laughs> yes, yes. I okay. thought that was going in a completely different direction. I'm glad it went in a, di- in yes. a different direction. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, listeners. Like I had said, I really want this. If it's going to be the value of anyone, it's probably going to be Generation Z because they're being brought up in the YouTube kind of influential stuff like we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to talk to you about a website that I'm going to an event for. It's called Minds.com. Have you ever heard of it? I have not. So it's an alternative social media platform that's committed to free speech, I guess. So Mm -hmm. it's just going to let you post like pretty much whatever the fuck unless there's a really good reason to take it off so it's like oh it's the opposite of something like twitter or uh what was i gonna say google uh, so it's gonna be interesting but um I, I had a question for you on this so with social media basically being a big part of what you do and how you market yourself and mm-hmm. how people will hire you even yeah um well, um i guess i'm ter- i'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this so i wanted to ask what do you think are the risks of if you're gonna like base your marketing off social media and then like something happens to you where someone's like basically shitting on you or smearing you or something like that yeah like, that's that's a, um, that's the, a real the shadow, topic the shadow ban thing i was curious about that so maxwell got shadow banned from instagram right yeah and it was for posting nudity right yeah for for people who don't know what shadow banning is for people who pay attention to the rules and regulations on instagram and facebook um there's rules and regulations on instagram where mm-hmm. uh if you post something that is a little bit too raunchy or something that uh, is not viewed by the public as uh, safe for work. They may either delete the photo, um, they may disable your account, or they'll do something sneaky and make sure your hashtags don't work. Really? Which essentially means that the only people who can view your photo are people who follow you already. Oh, so there's no way to branch out. So at there's that point. no way to branch out. There's no way to, like, get new followers unless someone shares your photo it's not it's not really the same i mean every single photo that i take every single post that i put up is in the hope that i get at least one new follower right um because everyone wants new new content they want new people they want new insight i'm all about constructive criticism Mm -hmm. however when you remove a post just because you know maybe a nipple wasn't blurred or whatnot. I mean, we can go into the whole, like, free the nipple movement. We can go into the fact that... Um, do you know who Eric Andre is? Yes. So Eric Andre, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, has a late-night special on uh, Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. Um, he has his own show, The Eric Andre Show. <laughs> and uh, he also with Hannibal Burris. And he's, he's just crazy. He's insane. But he went to um, the Blue Lagoon mm-hmm. in Iceland. Yeah. 
and he had someone take a picture of him completely naked. Completely naked. Yeah. And he put it up on Instagram. Completely naked. Like, you can see everything from his knees up to his head. Um, didn't Wait, is censor it front or back? Front. He, okay. didn't, he didn't censor anything. And it was up for four days. Instagram never took it down. He eventually took it down because he just thought it was too much. Did, did he gain too much attention from it? I think so. But the fact is, is that I can't or an artist can't post a picture of a woman's exposed nipple without being taken down. Yeah. But a celebrity or even just a man in general can post a picture of his junk. Yeah. And that's that's okay somehow. Um, I mean, some guys have man boobs. Right, yeah. Like, what? what's the difference? I understand one is a reproductive organ. I understand that, like... I don't know. I mean, I feel like men sexualize things too much. As I mean, we can go into this further on, but like as a photographer who does take that kind of stuff and does yeah. have to worry about Instagram censorship, um, you have to be able to separate the two. You yeah. have to be able to separate the difference between art and sexuality. Um, and even in a girl's posing, I know that algorithms and people may not be able to tell the difference, but there's a difference between a girl holding her boobs together like this mm-hmm. and like have one being out. Yeah, you know, true. artistically. Yeah, true. There is a there's also a difference with the photographer just even. having like a boob out. Like it has to be out for a reason. Yes. Um, whether it's artistically or not, it can't just be an air nipple. Yeah, that just doesn't make sense. You want things to be coherent. You want things. You want every picture to tell a story. Mm-hmm. Um, people who look at my images now will hopefully. Uh, find a story out of it and maybe i lead them along with a caption or maybe i don't but you know i hope that it gives you a feeling of that moment or what the girl's feeling i never want um someone to look at a a picture of mine and feel like it's flat yeah well on your website you were even talking about adding an element to the photo that really makes it pop and i think a lot of that's composition and a good understanding of the message you're trying to convey, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I play around with colors a lot. Yes. Yeah. As do I. You probably know. Exactly. Yeah. I do. Um, and, you know, having programs like Lightroom, having programs like uh, Photoshop really allow you to go into the nitty gritty of what makes a photo pop. Yeah. Um, and whether it's oversaturating a certain image or whether it's desaturating everything but like the color of her hair um i mean don't classify me as a you know a genius when it comes to instagram's algorithm or art or whatever yeah. i'm a i'm a struggling artist like everyone else absolutely <laughs> but um i i i've gotten to a point that i think every artist struggles with i've gotten to a point where you like the work that you make and you want to feel like you don't care yeah. about what anybody else thinks However, you know, when it comes to likes, when it comes to um, engagement, you care. Oh, Pup got the new album. Yeah. Winky face, Jesse. My apologies. No, no, no worries at all. See, once again, you know about that underground shit. Yeah. And I don't. And my friends, like literally, I'm planning a trip with my friends to Firefly right now as we speak in June. Okay. Which you're more than welcome to join us. If I you'd would like love to, to man. Yeah? Yeah, we can vlog it or some yeah, shit. Dude. Yeah, yeah, we'll absolutely do it. Where, um, where's that at? I just want to make sure. It's going to be in Dover, Delaware. Fuck um, yeah, let's do it. It's going to be... They used to have it on my birthday. Really? It okay. used to be like the reason why I went. Yeah. Um, 
nice little birthday present to myself. But um, it is now going to be like maybe the 17th. Something like that. May 17th? June. Oh, June 17th. Okay, yeah. June 17th. No problem, like then. Um, and uh, yeah, we essentially camp out, uh, work for a couple of days. It actually refunds the entire ticket, which is great. Um, have a great time. You know, I pride myself. And, um, and I'd say my friends can attest to this, too. I pride myself on the fact that, like, if you blindfolded me and threw me out of, like, a helicopter with a parachute on, if I landed safely, I could probably make a friend with somebody there. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I pride myself in being flexible enough with my uh, friendliness and my ability to communicate with others that I'd be able to find a friend. Um, so when it comes to, like events or like festivals whatever mm-hmm. my friends will essentially kick me out in order to go and like make friends with our neighbors yeah and it's literally just a conversation being like hey like we're your next door neighbors we have alcohol you look like you have a table let's get some red solo cups and let's <laughs> do this up you know of course let's see who's better at beer pong um that's why hostels are so good to travel to oh absolutely i've never i've never been to a hostel but i feel like yeah like, I've wanted to, but now that I start doing photography, everywhere I go, I have camera gear. Yeah. And I don't want to leave that in a hostel. That's why I really like the like the Sony Alpha. Like, I used to have the A5100, but um, that one right there is called the Next 5. Uh, Next 5T, sorry, is the model. Yeah. Old. It only cost me 300 bucks for that in the kit lens. Yeah. So, it was like, it's fucking easy money, you know? Um, So, that was cool and all, but... um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think the biggest issue with the Sonys is that the bodies are pretty good. They'll age well. But if you're going to buy into the body, then you have to buy into the lenses. And the lenses cost a fuck ton for the Sony Alpha line. See, that's true. But I started out with – my first camera ever was a Canon T3i. Yeah, that's – you know, it's not a bad model. A lot of people seem not to at all. like it. Yeah. I, I, love, I love that camera. I still have it. I mean – I lent it to uh, my friends so we can start our own. We Shout out to uh, Great Good Productions. Um, we have our own uh, and video production company, which is really cool. Dude, fuck yeah. He's, Wait, how can people find it? Uh, we have a website. We have an Instagram that uh, <laughs> we need to work on. But uh, we have a website. We actually just did a music video not so long ago. Um, we were kind of constrained yeah. as most... Uh, creative people are we are constrained by the artist um which i'm i'm okay saying she she's a friend of mine but um things are not com- conveyed as well yeah. as they could have um and everything that she wanted we wanted to give her but it wasn't feasible right um Shout out to anybody who wants to do a music video. If they're if they're a singer, if they're an artist, if anything, yeah. Make sure everything is is written out. Everything that you want beforehand. Make sure you go through the shot list mm-hmm. with whoever's uh, doing your work. Make sure you have enough time to actually capture everything you want. Yeah. Um. And when you think you have enough time budgeted out, at an hour. So do you think instead of like somebody sitting on their phone and scrolling through Instagram or Snapchat for two hours, or I was going to say binging Netflix. Do you think those could possibly be like unhealthy uses of time? Um, cause I think there's, there's definitely something to relaxing, but I, I don't know. I just feel like at the end of the day, a big thing people need to keep in mind 
is that they should always, like you said, almost kind of over budget, whether it's your time or your money, you should be like, Hey, I should pretend to have an expense so that yeah. if I don't have it, it's a surplus kind of. That's actually a brilliant way of thinking. That, that's kind of how I've looked at yeah. it. Do you have any like thoughts on that? I don't know. For me, I, I should actually take that into account more. <laughs> yeah. I, really I mean, should. I haven't been great at it recently. Yeah. Well, actually, nah, it's, it's been pretty good recently, but still. Well, I mean, you yeah. set this whole thing up and it's, it's, it's an incredible experience being in the moment right now, but also seeing all the work that it takes to set this whole thing up. Um, yeah. It, you know, weirdly enough, though. It, it doesn't feel like that much when you're into it, you know? No, it really yeah. doesn't. And that that's the beauty of passion. Yes. That, you know, I can edit a picture for three hours. And it's fun. And it doesn't seem like three hours. Like, I'll look at the clock and be like, oh, wait, it's been three hours. <laughs> I've been at this. And I've literally just been yeah. trying to figure out this one color of blue. But that's the beauty of passion. That's mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons why everybody wants to, you know, work in something that they're passionate about it's, yes. it's it's what i consider the dream not only the american dream the american dream is about making money it's materialistic sure um which i am a part of that i want to make money as for, for as what i do um continue i'm just checking on the sony to make money and do what i love and not really consider it work is a tremendous experience one that few people have i mean i work in the film industry i know actors who do not enjoy acting they make a ton of money, and they're now trapped by it. Um, some of them don't like the fame, and yet they're in it. And they can't escape because the money's great, and they've gotten used to it. So also yeah. never live above your means. Um, but also save up enough money to enjoy life. Life is not yeah. spent working. I just – I uh, shout out to the whole unicorn search party crew we went down to uh new orleans i saw that photo shoot it was it was a great great time literally the past maybe 12 photos on my page right now are just from um the amazing women that i worked with uh, when we went down there i really liked the ones from today where it was the woman with was it the lanterns or the candles uh they were they were candles um that was cool what what time did you shoot that at i was looking at the lighting we um to be honest, that was probably like eight or eight or nine o'clock. Mm. Um, yeah, you know the sun down there was taking a little while to set. Um, we had just gotten back from dinner. Uh, we were all a couple a uh, couple beers in. Yeah, um, it was one of the last nights that we were down there, and I was like, I I need to do an outside shoot with these. Yeah, they were just two kind of lantern candles sitting by the fireplace. It's one of the best things about working out of an Airbnb. Yeah. Is that like things that owners use as just decor? A photographer can use as a prop. Absolutely. Um, and I I kind of feel bad because we burnt out her candles. Things that like, you know, they're like batteries. You'd have to purchase exactly. other ones. Yeah, yeah. It's a resource. But like, way. if I ever like rented out my home, yeah. Like you have to have an idea about what kind of things, you know, you think might break. Yeah, or you think might be gone by the time you get back. Yeah. Um. And I don't think one of the things that she thought about was her candles. <laughs> no, like true, we, dude. I uh, what was I gonna say? So I took uh on that topic, like I said, of resources in an Airbnb. Somebody mm-hmm. in the Airbnb is nice enough to lend out their home, and yeah, you are paying to do it, but they're they're providing you a service you're looking for, right? Completely. And. Completely. The, the last Airbnb I was at was in Woodstock, New York, and it was fucking awesome. I'll I show love you Woodstock. Oh yeah, I'll show you the the photo I got there. It was it was a 
fucking badass place. But uh, long story short, um, sometimes Airbnb owners will have stuff, and you should realize, like, some, let me give you a perfect example. There were like, uh, there was like a pumpkin loaf there. Mm-hmm. It was really good. It was almost like banana bread, but pumpkin. So it was amazing. I was like, sweet, I can have this because they left it for me. And it was spe- specifically like, thanks for renting our place. Here you yeah. go. So I was like, cool. And then later, my amp was dying, like my portable amp that I have my for my guitar. So she had six double A's in there. I took the six double A's. I needed them. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Cool. I, I feel like that's what they would want. Plus, the description for that one was like, she was so cool. She was, she was kind of like somebody almost on Depop or Poshmark, like I was talking about earlier, where it's up to them how much effort they want to put in. Yeah. And she put the effort to say basically um, – was oh yeah use anything in the fridge like here are the clean towels like yeah it was fucking awesome I gave her five stars yeah. my my place is your place yeah yeah it was awesome yeah yeah I I definitely feel like she wasn't aware that her candles were gonna be used mm-hmm. um but essentially we just we went out into a neighborhood like street yeah uh you know Bianca wasn't wearing like tight lingerie or anything like that it was yeah. more like a a nightgown um. But I would honestly prefer that it was kind of a nightgown because it, it kind of seems like not a sexy shoot, but more of like a I'm in the street with candles and yeah. just kind of um, it fit the mood more that she was in a nightgown versus like tight lingerie. Yeah. Um, like t- tight lingerie is great for certain scenes. Absolutely. Sure. Um, as a photographer who does take those kind of photos. So you have to, you have to be able to study those patterns and just know, um, you know, when to be cool with people. Yeah. I, I, I think actually the vast majority, I, I was telling uh, Jesse who, I don't know if he's still on this. Um, I saw him earlier though. Um, my friend Jesse said something really cool where, um, we were kind of talking together and he was asking what traveling was like. And then I think I, I told him, one of my favorite things by, about traveling that I learned is that uh, no matter where you go, if you show a good amount of respect, like people will more often than not show it back. Absolutely. It's great. I love it. Absolutely. It's, um, you know, one of the big topics right now is Instagram models going to really distraught areas um, and taking beautiful, beautiful shots. Right. Like showing up in a beautiful dress makeup done hair done and you know the people in the background are props essentially but they're living in poverty yes um and it's a it's a weird experience to have the two of them but you have to respect the area that you're in you have to respect the people that you're hosted by regardless of if you're staying in an airbnb or not the people who are around you the people who surround where you're staying are your neighbors you need to respect them um when i was in uh not saying all neighbors will be uh helpful right. to what you're trying to do but when i uh in high school i went on a mission trip to new gabon africa really? we were in yeah and we were that? in i was it was beautiful it was amazing i mean we we did the stereotypical like painted a church and like yeah. did some youth group stuff um I was raised Christian. Uh, I still hold some Christian values. That's good, though. um, That's good that you know that about yourself. Yeah. No, I've I've come to the realization. I mean, I still go to church. My mom is – my mom's Christian, so I I stick around with it. And, uh, yeah, right now I'm in a place of questioning and discovering. Um, I understand that I am 26 years old right now, which is even weird enough to say. Um, 
But I'm 26 years old now, and, you know, some of the things, some of the lessons that are taught in the Bible are great, and I can still carry them with me. I love that. Some of them need some adaptation, um, which is even why when I was growing up, I was non-denominational, but that's beside the point. Anyway, we were in Oregon, or we, <laughs> we were in uh, Gabon, Africa, mm-hmm. and uh, the second and last night that we were there, we lived in a fortified house. It was okay. a house, but there was a wall around it. We had yeah. some security guards, which we thought was a little bit overkill um, until the second to the last night that we were there. And we were staying there, and a mob had gathered outside. Okay. And we're, like, knocking on the wall. And what ended up kind of um, stopping that whole kind of riot of them was the security guards outside firing their machine guns in the air. Yeah. Um to kind of show that they were serious and they they were there to do a job. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if that it's their own people; they're there to protect. Um, and it was a eye-opening experience for me. Kind of not feeling like I was doing anything wrong. Um, I'm not quite sure if they were there to loot, or if they were there to, because um, they were in opposition of what we mm-hmm. were doing or what we were representing. Yeah. Um. But it was interesting to see that kind of aggression and see to hear gunshots in the middle of the night. Yeah. And and know that there are people there to protect me. In I mean, I, I for the most part of my life I've lived in New York where I've never Right, yeah. You know, no, you you're a native. You're from the Upper West Side, right? I'm, I'm rare. I'm from the Upper West Side, yeah. For for the listeners, there's the this dichotomy of like how many native New Yorkers you know versus non-native new yorkers you know what i'm at an interestingly high 50 percent. really how crazy is that people that's that doesn't usually happen yeah especially for like i like look dude i'm from idaho and i moved here last year like i am whiter than shit but you know yeah people are that cool with you it's interesting it's it's gotten to a point where i don't ask people where they're from that's good neither do i because i just i figure they're from out of state and they're normally the ones to ask me, like, "Hey, yeah, like, where, where, like, where are you from?" I'm like, "Oh, no, I'm, I'm here." Yeah. Well, what was I gonna say? You know what's funny? I think the Sony, the reason why that I think goes out once or twice, it's actually pretty good. Like, I yep. can get like ten whole minutes and then switch it. This is like twenty. Um, so I'm like pulling this DJ act, but with the Sony, I think it's like overheating, but it like stores the video. Really? Yeah, it's crazy, right? See, I I have not my camera can do. I have the Sony A seven R two. Oh, okay. And I know it can do video, and I've used it very very infrequently for video. Right. Um. But yeah, I I've never thought about it overheating <laughs> or like using too much of it. I mean, for for Sony's especially mirrorless. If I use burst mode too much, right, it takes like. A good like minute for it to catch up. Yeah, like if I do burst mode of, I do a lot of work with smoke bombs. Yeah. Um. So after you're clicking like a thousand pictures a minute, uh, and you want to look back at it, you have to wait a minute. And other people are like, yeah, no, look at this, yeah, yeah. Yes. And I'm like, well, you gotta wait a minute. My picture is probably gonna be great. But <laughs> we gotta we gotta wait a minute for it to for it to happen. Um. <laughs> I love my Sony. Uh, going back to what we were saying, I have a Sony A7R2. I started out with a Canon T3i. 
and the first real lens real big boy lens that i got was my 50 1.2 yeah which i love that is my baby that is my just the yes skin, same Marie, sorry the skin looks so small and so soft um, and smooth it's yeah just, it's gorgeous does um, it have that that uh if if there's any way I could describe the new Sony models and why I like them, yeah. spe- uh, particularly the fifty, the fifth, sorry, sixty five hundred mm-hmm. to the uh, sevens now, something feels very metal and almost like I'm holding an antique with them, but in a good way. It's yeah, like in a good way, tr- uh, tried and true kind of technology with exactly. metal. Yeah, it feels yeah. right. It feels right. The um the one thing I'll say about like the Sony lenses is that they're not as heavy. Mm-hmm. They're not as heavy as Canon. Canon and Nikon both produce very, very heavy cameras. Yes. They're tanks. They yes. feel like tanks in comparison. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to Nikon. Nikon and Canon. And, you know, I, uh, my stepdad actually raised me on Nikons. Like I said, he was a photographer in the eighties. It's 90s. a cult following. <laughs> no, it is. But it is. what was I going to say? Shout out to Dan, my stepdad. Hey, yeah, shout out to Dan. Shout out to Dan. Yeah, I've I've always thought about like being on a podcast and like talking about things. And I know after I'm an extrovert already, so Same. just knowing about myself, I jump from topic to topic. As do I. Um, and I've watched a couple podcasts. I mean, like I'm a big fan of Joe Rogan's podcast. Yes. And I feel like for their conversations, maybe it's because he talks about things that the guests are knowledgeable about, and maybe it's because he does his own research. But they stay on topic. Mm-hmm. For a while. Yeah, they do. Um, um, and I think a lot of it's just like them telling a story or like them talking about a certain topic. But like I'll, I'll hit a road. I can continue on that road or I can drift into three different roads and just continue down that and they'll branch into something else. But then yes. at the core of it, I want to go back. I want to go back yeah. to that original topic that we were talking about because it interests me. Wait, was it the uh, social media thing? It could have been. It could. It could have also been the fact that I have a Sony and I have an adapter, which allows yes. me to carry two, uh, two or three Canon lenses. Yeah. No. That's that's actually baller. Speaking of Canon, Anne Marie just said Canon's for the win because yeah, yeah, she has one. Yeah. She likes it. Um. Yeah. No. In regards to what you're saying, though, I mean the lens adapting. Wait. We can flip these around if you want. You want to flip around? Yeah. Hell yeah. Sorry. Quirk of the podcast. Anne Marie meet Max. And who am What's I? What's that, memory? Cannons for the win. See, I was a fan of Canon for a long time. And then I. Don't be dropping my phone. <laughs> um, I was a fan of Canons for a long time. And then just the ability to not have an arm workout every single time I use my camera, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, but using Canon lenses, you know, Sony is built and balanced to do this. Yeah. When you add a Canon lens, it does that. Right. So the lens essentially rests against your stomach. Um, and it wasn't until I got the uh, battery grip, um, the thing that allows me to add an extra battery and allows me to shoot uh, vertical, did I actually find balance. Um, but yeah, Canon lenses are they're tanks, they're beasts. I feel like I could drop it and it would be fine. Granted, that's after I now have a Sony. Um because I was very protective over my T3i. Uh, what's up, Amory? Cannons for the win, absolutely. I mean, I'm about Canon. Still listening to this, just communicate with the audience. Yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, I love Canon lenses. I love that uh, Redline series. It's great. Um, my 50, I have three lenses right now that I love. 
It's uh my fifty one point two. Um, I have a Canon fifty one point two, uh Canon twenty four uh one point two, and uh Canon twenty four to seventy, uh two point eight. Um, I love all of them. I mean, the reason why I got my Canon two point eight is to, um essentially be able to shoot people full body because you need to almost step into a whole other room in order to really capture one full body if you want if you're doing 50 or if you're doing uh 1.2 or sorry if you're doing 50 or if you're doing 24 um the 2470 just allows so much more range and focus um unfortunately it's 2.8 but you know it is what it is um, Emery, what uh, what lenses do you have? Emery, are you listening? Yeah, she is. She has a fifty millimeter standard pack. Okay. I don't know what standard pack means though. Is that the kit lens? I is think that the kit yeah. lens. What um what f stop is that though? Probably like five point six. If oh I had to guess. lord! Maybe like I I have the problem with this one right now yeah. for the Sigma. The Sigma's badass, great low light yeah. uh performance. The only issue with the Sigma lens is the whole like zooming thing that happens on cheap lenses where you start at 3.5 and then you end up at like 22.7. No. Uh, Oh, it came with the lens. Yeah. No, I, um, I know that feeling. Get used to that camera, get used to that lens. And then eventually like allow yourself to try a 1.2 and it's going to feel like butter. It's going to feel like absolute butter. butter. Like, literally, skin is just going to feel, like, smooth. You feel like – you almost feel like you don't have to edit, um, even though you're absolutely going to have to edit if you go all the way to 1.2 and, like, zoom in on someone's nipple. It's a type, it's a type of f-stop where, like, if someone's face is slightly askew, they'll catch one eye that's super in focus. Ah, oh, you can zoom in yeah. on that iris – Oh, it'd be beautiful. And the and other you, one's going to be blurry as all hell. You put a layer over it to, like, brighten it. Yeah, dude, yeah. <laughs> like a just, cartoon version yeah. of it. I can't tell you how many edits, like, I've looked at pictures and like, wow, this is going to be great. I'm going to edit it. And then I zoom in and it's just like, it's oh, balls. no. If only I just had her face go from here to here. <laughs> oh, just that little difference is incredible. Um, but, yeah, I started out, I started with a kit lens as well. Shout out to Kit Lenses. <laughs> yeah, um, no. Um, they make us the photographers that we are today. I, they are. You shouldn't start out with a high-powered lens. Agreed. Agreed. You, um, you need to focus on, you know, you need, get good with what you have. No, totally. Um, do the Wall Street meetup that I went to. So, shout out to, I think DovePix was there. Uh, Susanna was there. And, uh, I love Alex, Susanna. Yeah, she's great. Alexis Storm was there. Yeah. Um, so, we did the summer meetup where it was a night meetup. The only gear I had at that point was my Sony A5100. Yeah. And there was literally a guy at the photo meetup that's like, oh, I've never heard of that model. And it was like some rich guy with disposable income. So he was just getting into it. But he had – there's a difference between don't like – Don't tell me he had a Hasselblad. Don't, 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 don't tell me he like <laughs> uh, 5000 just to drop out of the camera. Uh, no, nah, but he had a portable flash. And I was just like, Of course right, he did. This of course cuck. he did. Yeah. But um, no, it was like – okay, so like you were saying, when you start out um, – I think a lot of this falls into uh, starting your own business too. Um, When you are trying to start a business or you're trying to become self-sufficient, whether somebody else employs you, but that's okay. The important thing is 
just keeping track of like where your resources are going. Money's a big one, but time's also a very big one. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that it really does take experience to learn, I think. That's why it's trial and error. That's why I think real life's oftentimes oftentimes going to be better than what you can learn in a classroom, I guess. Yeah, I mean Weird. The honestly the best time that I've had learning has been going to a shoot and expecting a certain kind of weather, expecting mm-hmm. a certain kind of lighting and not having it at all and still having to like feel like you're professional <laughs> still have to feel like you oh, know yeah, what yeah. you're doing um i've gone to shoots thinking that we're going to be outside mm-hmm. that expecting like i've i've booked studios where the natural light is amazing yeah and i expect to go there and like create shadows and like i'll bring all my props just for that um and i'll get there and it'll be cloudy <laughs> and there'll be no shadows and I'll have to adjust. When we were in uh, New Orleans, the sun was really, really bright. Yeah. It was really bright. And, like, I had to bring, like, uh, my stuff, like, way up. Like, yeah. one over 8,000. Like, what? Like, what is that going to do to my photo? And I had to adjust. Yeah. Um, you know, the camera has limitations in terms of, like, what it can make look good. Yeah, and sometimes you just have to take a picture of something that's overexposed, and just trust that you can change it in post. Well, if you're shooting raw, if you're shooting raw, yeah. yeah. But I mean, if you want to get good, if you want to shoot, if you want to like really understand the depth and the layers of your photo, try to shoot raw. Yeah, absolutely. It takes a lot more space, takes a lot more time, takes a lot mm-hmm. of things, but. Well, that's how I did. Uh, I'll have to show you the photography on my Poshmark mm-hmm. because uh, I did it all myself with like self timer, and I'll put my guitar case. The stand, my stand in was yep. my fucking guitar case. Listen, you know, make it work. <laughs> make it work. We're currently using a wine bottle for this. Yes, and I a love mason it. jar for this. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it's beautiful. It's like, yeah. It, listen, whatever whatever comes comes. You know. Yeah, exactly. If you need a tripod and you don't have money for a tripod, <laughs> if you know. If, space for a tripod you know you yeah. prop that shit up on something <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean i've used lighters i've used <laughs> i've used pencils i've used everything to prop up a camera if i'm gonna do video or something yeah. like that absolutely yeah totally i mean you, you just have to keep on going back and checking it to see if it hasn't slipped <laughs> yeah totally. or anything of that nature but yeah no <laughs> it's uh at the bottom line, like you were talking about that rich kid who showed up with like expensive camera or whatever and when he just started. Honestly, it's not even about like the kind of equipment that you have. Yeah, totally. It's what you can do with it. Um, I mean, some guys say that with small penises, but you know, it, it, all, yeah, works. Exactly. it all works too. Um, well, like the yeah. compensation truck or something. Exactly, yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to gi- buy a giant-ass lens. <laughs> Um, oh yeah or like how to use it yeah no yeah but at at the end of the day like if you start out with a kit lens Mm -hmm. if you start out with an old camera like do your best with it learn the shit out of it as did i yeah um and eventually you'll start taking like one of my first photos was of a match like i was literally in the bathroom for maybe two hours with my camera holding a match trying to like focus in on it and at the end of the day, I realized that, like, 
it didn't matter what settings I put on it. It didn't matter mm-hmm. what my camera just didn't have the ability to focus in on what I wanted it to. Yeah. However, the best picture that I got from that, I was able to edit it. I worked with it, and then I made that art. Art enough for me to appreciate it and be like, you know what? Like, even though I might not be able to, like, get the reds and the yellows and the oranges, like, all in perfect succinction, you know, it was, I felt like I did a good enough job in order to make that art. Um, So, yeah. Start out with the basics and then spend $4,000 on a camera. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Zed's Not Dead podcast. I had a blast with Maxwell talking about travel, photography, the film industry, and just life in New York in general. I hope that the listeners got a lot out of this conversation. I want to let you know that this version is going to be the abridged version. We also have the full long-form conversation, otherwise known as Past My Bedtime Edition. It's available absolutely free on the podcast players, but it's also available in video form on YouTube, minds.com and vimeo 